Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brit Chief. The Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. So the uh, Chiefs return home to face the Bengals during yet another primetime game, but with the Bengals playing well this season, this this could actually potentially be a banana skin for the Chiefs team that just lost out in the cruelest fashion against the Patriots. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, I'm all right. Not, not too bad, isn't it? Like, yeah. Considering, you know, the week after a loss, you're usually a bit down, but yeah, I'm not, not feeling too bad, to be honest. Yeah, we spoke about that in the previous uh, the previous show. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was just... We, we, I, th- I think I felt more pride than anything, and, and Tom said the same thing. It was, it was a very strange loss. It felt like a win. So, mm, very odd one. But... Um, yeah, let's look forward, eh? Let's let's forget about that. <laughs> let's move on to uh, to the Bengals. Um, I I'll be honest, I'm not. I, I don't know anything much about this Bengals team. I I think I predicted. <laughs> I pre- I predicted at the beginning of the season. I think we were going to walk over them, and yeah. they've done all right. Is it something like they've got? What was the what's the uh, thing now? Have they got four and one or something? Four and two. Four and two. <laughs> I don't two. know much about. I don't. They, they're like one of those teams, aren't they? They're just like a. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. Like a, people... like a meh. Oh, okay. Why, I'm why glad you clarified that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know I know a few players on there, because, basically because they're a more fantasy team, mm-hmm. um, the likes of AJ Green. But, nah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm literally not really feeling this Bengals team. So, you're... Overly confident going into Sunday, then you must be. Yeah, I would say it's an emphatic win. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, overly confident, I would say. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, are you not? Well, looking at the Bengals' prime time uh, <laughs> record, <laughs> there's every reason to be confident. I don't, I don't know if uh, Tom managed to find the the stat for their Sunday night. Uh, Performances, but he... literally, it's it's absolutely dread. I don't. I they've not. Like I'm not sure. The new role on this. You're on the, the stat man. I'm like the stat, <laughs> the stat man, and I'm searching frank, uh, frantically through the realms of the internet, including the dark web, and I still can't find um, the the Bengals Sunday night record. So <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's not good. I I did see a tweet earlier in the week that apparently they haven't won a, a single Sunday night record. Sunday night football record and and I, from what I can hear I can imagine Dave is typing away furiously yeah. at this moment in time to yeah, try he is. find <laughs> <laughs> well prepared on the Arrowheads Abroad podcast 
Well, um, let's before we do all that, let's just look at uh, what we predicted at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And my notes on the Bengals were: (laughs) this was just one line. The Bengals look terrible this year. Let's just move on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And they are four and two. Yes. So they're doing pretty all right. They are. They've they've probably been the most impressive of all the AFC North teams so far. Yeah. As as a whole, the Beng- uh, the Ravens have looked good. At the Ravens and ter- yeah, the, the Ravens. The Ravens have looked good at times and terrible at others. The Bengals have looked pretty good throughout. Like, I know they lost on Sunday, but it was a tight game. It literally come down to an Antonio Brown touchdown, eleven seconds to go. Yeah. Um, which shouldn't have counted anyway because it, it should have been yeah, called I... for a flag. So um, that game could have gone could have gone either way. So the Bengals have seemed like they're doing all right. I did, we did look at this game a few weeks ago and think this could be a big game, uh, especially in the battle for the AFC uh, first round bye. I don't think the Bengals personally have got enough to last the season to be in contention for the AFC uh, number one. Mm. Especially, especially being in that division, which is going to continue to beat up on each other all season. Um, yeah. I still feel like what we said last week was right, that the, the AFC championship um, hosts will either be Kansas City or New England. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially after the Jags collapse against the Cowboys last week. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? Mm. Was it forty points to seven or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Crazy. found. Uh, well, I didn't find Cincinnati's Sunday night record, but I found the uh, Andy Dalton, AJ Green era um, Cincinnati Bengals primetime records. Hmm. They're currently zero and five on Sunday night football and six and fourteen overall in primetime games. Wow. Right. They don't like the shiny lights then. So, yeah. And one of those victories came this year against the the Ravens. Right. So, yeah. Not the best on prime time, it's safe to say. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs have won five straight at Arrowhead in prime time. No. And There's a stat. So, obviously, that means we'll lose because that is what all these stats mean. <laughs> exactly. At one point, they have to be broken. Yeah. At one point, the hoodoos do have to be broken, and it does seem this year that the Chiefs are breaking many hoodoos. Yeah, um, the Romo one. Don't want to help other teams break their yeah. hoodoos. That's when stuff starts going wrong. Like, yeah. I, I think this game is a big test for the Chiefs because we saw what happened last year. They started out five and zero. They lost a game to a to a rival, and then it, things began to spiral out of control. Um, the way the schedules worked as well that they were playing the Broncos in. Week eight again, um, which was our one win out of seven. So I'm I'm hoping that the Chiefs can bounce back because teams and teams and everyone in the NFL really will be looking at the Chiefs to see how they respond. Is this any different? Because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of it this week. Well, we started five and zero last year, and then look what happened. Is this Chiefs team different to the Alex Smith led team of last year? Yes. 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 Without a doubt, it is. Yeah, so it definitely you, is, yeah. So you think this team is capable, looking ahead of the next few games, we've got the Bengals, we've got the uh, Broncos, we've got the Browns, we've got the Cardinals. You don't find, see us being a similar hole to last year where we lost the games like the Raiders, the Giants, the Bills, like games we shouldn't have lost. I see us winning a minimum of three of those games, I would expect. At least I, I'm anyway. expecting three of the four, yeah, definitely. Um, just based on how the team's playing at the minute. And mm-hmm. I say, I think, the loss against the Patriots was gave you hope more than was a disaster. Yeah, it was obviously gutting to lose on a last second field goal, but just that second half performance, like T 
teams don't put up 31 points and a half against the Bill, Pel- Bill Belichick-led Patriots team. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen, especially after like uh, that below-par performance in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I say, like, you'd, you'd think there's not many QBs after that, that first half getting rattled like that that had come back and hang 31 on any team in the second half. So, yeah, it's just that, like, you know, I just don't think any game's out of reach anymore. Mm. Yeah, obviously, it's tough with the defense playing like it is at the minute, but you'd like to think Berry's going to come back at some point. We don't know when, but he'll be back at some point. He's he's minute to minute now, mate. Yeah, Sorensen is going to come back, you know, and regardless of how Sorensen played last year, in a starter's role as a rotational guy, he's an upgrade on what's been rolled out there at the minute. Um, so you've got those two guys coming back. Obviously, Houston's going to be back. I'm not sure if it's this weekend. I haven't heard anything definitively with regards to that. So you know, those three guys get back on the field, and all of a sudden, it looks like a totally different defense. I think. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're going to go from being dead last to you know, top 10, but even if this defense can be middle of the road, then with an offense like the Chiefs, you, you're going to win a, an awful lot of games. Yeah. I'm just looking at the uh, the stats of the previous games for the Bengals. Um, mainly the, the highest passing stats, the highest rushing and the highest receiving. Mm-hmm. And they're not blowing me away. Um, the first game, Dalton had 2-4-3, um, and then he's kind of hovered around the 200s, 265, um, the last couple of games, two four eight, two two nine. In the middle of that, he's had a couple of 300, 300 plus games, um, which in this day and age of a quarterback, they're not big numbers, are they? But Sunday's game proved that throwing the ball and passing the ball is not the way to beat this Kansas City Chiefs team. Blake mm-hmm. Ball was threw the ball sixty one times, and look what happened there. On yeah. Sunday, the the Patriots did what we've been saying was the way to beat them was to control the clock and mm-hmm. run the run the football and that's what the Patriots did very well they didn't abandon the run like the Broncos did because in that Brock game at mile high had the Broncos stuck with a the run they probably would have won um, they were naive to think they could rely on Case Keenum to do it and if the Bengals stand any chance they need to keep the ball in the hands of Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard yeah. but it's not something they do because I'm looking at time of possession for them and yeah. their average time of possession on offense at the moment is 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this guy called Marvin Lewis. Um, his clock management is historically <laughs> worse than Andy Reid. No. Um, so yeah, just in case you haven't heard about him, um, <laughs> that's probably the hold up right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the highest, just... the highest rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Out of all of those six games that they've had, is ninety-five by Mixon, which isn't going to be enough to beat us. But no, they've got not. more of a tandem. You have to understand they've, they've, you know, they've got Mixon and Bernard in that backfield, um, and another guy who went down earlier in the year. I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've ne- they're not they're not like us where we have quite clearly that's Kareem Hunt's job. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. getting ninety percent of the carries mm-hmm. in that Bengals offense. The carries will get split, so I don't think you're going to see like a a back that's going to have a ton of yards. They're, they're, I think they're a very balanced offense. You'll they'll look to do a bit both 
Um, obviously, I think ideally they'd like to control the clock, especially in an hour ahead on prime time, um, because you don't want to be going three and out and giving the ball back to this Chiefs offense quickly. Mm-hmm. They'll want to try and take the crowd out of it a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'd look to, for them to be to be pretty balanced on offense come Sunday. But as I say, it's, for me, and I think it's going to be the case in probably eighty percent of games this year. It's it don't, I don't think it matters what the yeah. other teams are doing. It purely depends on what this Chiefs offense does. Because if the Chiefs offense gets out to a big lead early, puts up points early, it doesn't yeah. matter for the Bengals. Then they're going to have to throw the ball. So. I say it's a case of if Mahomes can get off to a fast start, it's going to make life tough for Dalton, who has historically not played great in primetime games, especially, you know, in hostile environments like mm-hmm. Arrowhead. Yeah, definitely the crowd's going to be a factor, isn't it? And and, and how pumped up the Arrowhead gets, especially on these mm. primetime games. I mean, we've all witnessed it. It's It's loud and you can't even hear yourself think sometimes. I think, I think the crowd has a bit of a responsibility this weekend to not let things turn sour if it doesn't go well straight away. Like, if we have a first half like we did against the Patriots, which I don't think we will. No, I don't think um, we will. I think the onus is on the crowd to stay on top of the Bengals, let them know that they aren't going to come out of Arrowhead with a victory easily. Even you know, I don't think they will, uh, regardless yeah. of what happens. But I, I feel like Arrowhead on Sunday knows that it needs to be all guns blazing. And mm. I think it will be. It's a tough place to play anyway. Yeah. Um, but when this team needs them, this crowd really does come through for them. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I would not be surprised for Arrowhead to be stupidly loud. Honestly, the, I think that's the best thing that could have happened for this game was to get him flexed to prime time. Because I just think this game makes the game so much more difficult for the Bengals. Because we've all seen it in the you know past seasons that, Sometimes during those day games, Arrowhead can be a little bit flat. You know, um, there's just something about primetime games at Arrowhead. Just everything gets turned up to 10 and everything's just so much crazier. Um, Everyone's more well oiled. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's definitely, it probably plays a factor, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, I just think like it's the worst thing that could have happened for the Bengals and Bessings that could have happened for the Chiefs because I I just I say it's going to be just such a massively different environment and I think you know the offense will feed off that on the other side of the ball as well. Mm-hmm. What what's the biggest concern going into this for the from a Chiefs perspective? Vontis Burfitt killing Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Or anybody. Yeah. He's going to do it at some point, right? right. <laughs> Until the league bans him forever. He is on borrowed time. He really is. Um, people say, oh, he's not a dirty player. <laughs> he bloody well is. Oh, we've seen, we've seen <laughs> I the don't know how anyone can say that with a <laughs> yeah. straight face anymore. <laughs> he, is, he is basically a scumbag. Um, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't say it to his face because I know he would He'd murder He'd murder you, yeah. <laughs> we'll just get um, Dave to do that. My worry is that he's going to play. The league The league hasn't issued a suspension for his elbow to Antonio Brown's head. Stunning, um, by the way. I'm yeah. shocked about that. Yes, I'm really shocked. Considering they go on about player safety and especially heads and concussions and all that, like, I'm surprised he got away with that. But he looks like he's going to be playing Sunday. So, yeah, my main worry is him getting to Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. Because you just can't trust the guy isn't going to do something ridiculous yeah. that could potentially ruin our season 
or even yeah. worse, Mahomes' career. Um, the sooner the league bans him indefinitely, the Forever. better. Yeah. Um, I I think it will happen. I think it is an eventuality that he will serve a lifetime ban at some point. Yeah. But we just don't know what it's going to take for them to issue it. I I think next time he pulls anything that he tried on Sunday, he just needs to be put told that's it. You're done. They'll, they'll be watching no, him like no, a hawk no now, though. Won't they? No more warnings. No, he he's an. Absolute I mean, they scumbag. should have been watching him like a hawk already. It's not like this mm. is not like an isolated incident. This is a guy that's been suspended what four, five times for dirty play, late hits and stuff like that. Or you know, maybe not always suspended, but got big fines as well mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. So this is not an isolated incident. It's not the first time he's done anything like this. And I say with like the onus that. I say the onus the NFL's putting on, but the onus that has been made for them to put on player safety now, like you know, guys like that are not long for the league because you just can't get away with that sort of stuff anymore because every little thing is just going to get picked up on so much more now. It's like yeah. the death of the enforcer in ice hockey. They, 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 they don't exist like they used to anymore because the, the, the league knows they're no good for the league and the sport and the players' health. So they, the league found a way to get rid of them, and the league now needs to find a way to get rid of players like Montez Perfect mm-hmm. because it's not good for the long term health of the game. Yeah, the the biggest concern for me, I think, is uh, how is um, Hitchens and Raglan gonna gonna deal with uh, Mixon and Bernard? That's the big I thing for me. Uh, that's a, the one thing I'll be watching and during this getting game. a new DC who knows how to use them properly. Um, stops <laughs> oh. asking them to do too much. Shots fired too much. Or bringing in a DJ. Um. Oh, oh, Tom's already on that. He's already on it. Um, I I'd slip that one in. He's seen a glimmer yeah. of hope. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, no, um, no, but I really want it to. <laughs> I, I say, like, I was just, I was just reading something like about Hitchens this week, and. How he basically looks like a totally different player on tape mm. this year to the guy that played in Dallas last year, and how it looks like he's overthinking everything basically, and like he's be- being asked to think about too much rather than just being asked to, you know, come downhill and make tackles. And I think that possibly like an an, an issue in Sutton's defense because you know he asks a lot of guys, you know. You've got you see you saw with you know Ron Parker being asked to cover Rob Gronkowski man on man yeah. Um, yeah. a lot last week um, and I say I just I honestly don't see anything changing until the man at the top changes for me like I I say there is a systemic problem with this defense it, you know bad players you know good players don't come be suddenly just become bad players overnight especially guys like Hitchens who are you know only starting to come into the prime of their career they don't suddenly turn into bad players overnight Um, and I just feel like at this point how much worse is it going to get before they finally just go right you know what this is it you're done Mm -hmm. because Mike Mike Smith got fired from Tampa Bay earlier this week for having an atrocious defence Um. I just can't see the Chiefs doing it. No, Andy, that's, that's I say that's Reed's problem. He's loyal to a fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if it's going to happen, 
it's going to have to be well it will be rather an off season move yeah um, a Black Monday type move um, but that depends on how the season ends because yeah, if the season ends not, how we want it to then it, Bob Sutton will keep his job it's not something but, that a 5-1 and one team really does no I say it's different for the Bucks because they're not playing well anymore like you know they're not putting Fitz up magic for... is over exactly yeah um whereas for us we're five and one and winning games still so it's easier to sort of push it to the side a little bit and just think oh we'll come back to that later but honestly maybe it will take a, a playoff loss for them to finally go right well we've got all the pieces on offense we need to make yeah. the changes this this off season on defense because I say like I just you know I don't see this as like personnel wise being the worst defense in the league mm-hmm. personnel wise this there's no way this defense should be the worst in the league yeah, don't get me wrong it's not like full to the brim of talent but there is enough talent there that it should be at least semi decent mm-hmm. I would say you know with guys like D Ford Justin Houston and regardless of how Hitchens and Ragland have played this year historically proven to be Hitchens especially good Raglan played well last year um, you know guys like Chris Jones Alan Bailey good players so I, I say it's not uh, yeah there's not a dearth of like talent here but there's there's plenty to work with so as I say I'd, I'd much rather give a shot to a new guy next year with hopefully another influx of rookies because I would say on on the offense, outside of what maybe bringing in an offensive lineman, what you think the the offense is going to pray stay pretty much the same next year? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they, got... bought in, they bought in Jeff Allen this week. Um, return of Jeff Allen, like a player yeah. that a lot of us didn't want to see go a couple of years ago. No, no. And um, he's obviously had his issues with injury, and the injury to LDT has brought him back, despite the O line playing relatively well. On, on Sunday they felt like this is the way they had to go I wonder if he will come in and start on on Sunday um, I'll be surprised if he did that but, soon yes but I, I would look to that in the next few weeks as Jeff Allen possibly filling in um, for LDT so yeah you are right on offence I see maybe another tight end another O-lineman they might just chuck in another wide receiver like with a late round pick but in the off season, they are going to attack the defense, and like we thought they would last year. Mm-hmm. And I say, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go after uh, Earl Thomas again no. in yeah. the no, off season. Will Will they go after Earl Thomas, or do you think this Patrick Peterson news is going to? No, I think they'll go after. I think they'll go after Earl Thomas. Um, yeah, I say. Um, the thing is, you got to remember, we've got our own first round pick, two second round picks, and a third round pick. So we've got mm. potentially four picks in the top 100 next year, providing we don't move around at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that well, that gets you hopefully two or three starters on defense next yeah. year and fill in holes right away. So, as I say, like, we've, we've got the ability to make moves and fill up holes quickly on that defense mm-hmm. um, so I say like with how little the offense l- 
it looks like need work needs to be done with it. it it should be interesting to see how hard they go at basically revamping that defense entirely mm-hmm. do you think they'll do anything much before the trade deadline do you think they'll bring in a couple of a couple in all honesty i think players? this weekend might have a say in that yeah um if they get torched on sunday i think they might look ahead i think they should be looking to do something if at all possible because this window is wide open yeah. Um, it's come open a lot earlier than we all thought it would as well mm. um, we wasn't expecting Mahomes and the offence to we expected them to click but we didn't expect them to click like this yeah. and also the, the rest of the AFC has been pretty terrible as a whole mm-hmm. um, so the window is there so I do expect Brent Reach, considering how aggressive he has been in the past um, there, there is there is there's pres- precedent there for him to go out and get a player Um whether he will, whether he won't, we'll find out next week because the deadline is that's when the deadline closes. So, um, back to this week's game, I am interested to see how Stevie Nelson copes because he's been picked on a little bit of late. Um, Scandrick, for all of his faults against the Chargers and Pittsburgh, has really turned it on mm. of late and yeah. been, been quite good. And Stevie Nelson's has been our, our Marcus Cooper or Philip Gaines. I'm not saying he's been as bad as them, but he's been the one that's been picked on. And, the Bengals have a good couple of receivers there in Boyd and AJ Green so it will be interesting to see how they cope with that especially if Justin Houston isn't playing and they can't get the pressure up front that they would like to mm. yeah yeah that's the other thing as well isn't it um, does Breeden Speaks get the uh, get the start this time on, uh... I think so I thought he played pretty well to be fair against the Patriots I think he did all you right. know, that one play aside that you know people are going to possibly give him some grief for but I thought other than that I I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, you know, he's not like the elite athlete like your D Fords and your Justin Houston, but he's got a a really high motor. Um, just keep keeps going. I just hope they don't misuse him because hey, he's he's not a guy that should be playing out in space. And I hope like we've seen Sutton try to use him like that a couple of times this year, which made you shake your head a little bit. So if they can use him more as that, like sort of, a additional down lineman and a pass rusher, then hopefully we can start to see some of the benefits of uh, of his game. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Um, like I said, mentioned before about the trade deadline. There's there's apparently some rumors flown floating around uh, on social media that the Chiefs are going to be doing something big in the next week. Um, I don't know if you've seen that yourselves, lads, but nobody can actually give us a, an honest answer of what that big news could be. Um, again, it could just be a bunch of fans with uh, sources, because <laughs> um, there's a lot of them going around at the minute. Isn't yeah, there's a lot of these, you know, oh, I've got sources, mean, he's got like, I don't know, 87 followers or something. Um, but yeah, it could all... 12 it, followers, I heard. <laughs> is that the one, is it? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean... It, if it is something big, like a Patrick Peterson, or even if we do actually go for a, 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 an injured Earl Thomas, um, can you see that happening though? An injured, no. uh, injured no. Earl Thomas, definitely, no. certainly not Earl Thomas. No, no, no. no you're not giving up draft picks for a guy that's injured and going to be a free agent at the end of the season anyway. Not a chance. Right. right. He's he's not going to play for the Seahawks again. So why are you going to give up for a draft pick for a guy that's going to be a free agent in the offseason? Just yeah. be insane. Um, so the the big news is going to be DJ then, isn't it? Coming back. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, just, Brad. I don't think it is. But no, it's not coming back. Keep, is it? You can keep dreaming. That's okay. Well, I, no, I, I've I've hit this kind of realization that I thought he's thirty-five. He's had two blown Achilles. He's it's not something that hey, the Chiefs want to want to bring back. If they want to bring him back in some sort of like, you know, advisory role, yeah. coaching role. Go nuts, man! I'd love to see DJ brought in in that sort of capacity. DC. <laughs> yeah, maybe not quite that. that far. Maybe that's the big change. Yeah. Does, does, does American football have player coaches? Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> Not in the sense that really we, we do over here. Like, I guess, like you could say, guys like Manning at one point, yeah, were, were. practically player coaches. But yeah, I, I don't think you don't you don't see anyone on the sideline in in a hoodie and then go actually fuck this I'm going in no (laughs) it's it's, it's definitely not like football where you get some guy that's sat on a bench eating a pie and then goes yeah you know what lads actually I'll I'll take it from here (laughs) (laughs) we've all had that uh, Sunday league uh, we've all had that experience yeah yeah. (laughs) lads don't worry right I'll sort I'll sort this out don't you worry lads put put the seat Put yeah. a jersey on that's like two sizes too short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Showing the underside of his belly, You're just like yeah, you, you can, you can do this, mate. Sure, you can. Don't you worry. Um, and proceeds oh. to score three own goals and fall over a lot. But yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. realise you guys had recordings of my Sunday league games. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's the guy running around oh, with a pie oh, in his mouth. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> It's just the guy that's on the bench when the when the, the gaffer asks him to come on and he's just like, "What me? Fuck! Right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me just find my boots and my shin pads. One sec. I'll just put my bovril down." <laughs> oh, we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, let's let's fast forward a little bit to predictions. We all said in our mm. previous predictions were uh, we were going to win this game. Mm. Um, but what's the score going to be? I'm going to go. With uh, a a comfortable, I won't say convincing. I'll say a comfortable victory for the Chiefs, and I'm going to go thirty-eight to twenty-four. Oh, Chiefs! Okay. I think Dalton's bad record in prime time, coupled with the way this offense is rolling, and you know, being Sunday night at Arrowhead, I just oh, think Sunday night. They changed yeah. that music. Have you noticed? Yeah, it's still shit, isn't it? But still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that'll be too much. And as I say, I think the Chiefs will uh, get another win under their mm. belt. Another one, eh? Right, OK. Tom? Well, the Brit Chief. <laughs> I am going to go for a Chiefs win, of course, because what I've been talking about for the last half an hour, it'd be an anti-climax if I went for a loss. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are going to win comfortably. I'm going to say I am going to say it's comfortably, and I think the Chiefs will win. Bengals seventeen, Chiefs. Do, 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 let's do some maths in my head. Thirty-eight. Okay. How many did you say? How many did you say? Dave? I, I said thirty-eight twenty-four. So I gave them. Uh, I gave the Bengals another touchdown. Oh no, no, right. I'm going to say forty-one then. Okay. Forty-one, <laughs> forty-one, seventeen. Oh, that's a, that is that's really? a big, big score line. That emphatic. I'm going. I, I, do you know what it was? My prediction last week was a, a game out. Yeah. Yeah. It it was actually meant to be this week. Oh, was it? Right. <laughs> yeah. So the emphatic Funny victory that. is this week coming. Funny that. Yeah. It, oh, no, it really who's was. The, who's the only person that's hundred uh, percent on the season so far? Uh, I don't know. Who's that? I don't know. Who is it? 
I can, I can just, this guy. I can smell the smugness. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Dave, you're not yeah. doing it, are you? You're not doing the geese, are you? What? You're doing the geese are sick. Is that what you're doing? You don't know what I'm on about, do you? What? The geese are sick. You're not putting your arms up like that and making you mean geese. Swans are sick. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the, geese. the geese are sick. <laughs> What? I was like, what are you even going on about? Like, the buddies are poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did they do sick. things differently up in the northeast? Like, yeah, uh, swans a bit too posh for the northeast, so they just have geese instead. Yeah. Geese are bigger, aren't they? <laughs> that wasn't the point I was trying to make, but yeah, sure, webs. Oh, the geese have gout. <laughs> the geese have gout. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a gout up in the northeast, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, shut up. I've got to do my prediction yet. Um, <laughs> I'm going. Um, I don't know something like uh, forty-five. What the hell? Seventeen. What the hell? We've gone full. Lost, yeah, totally lost. I'm going. I'm going totally for the lost the whole. Because it was it, all the stars were like they weren't lined properly. When I was doing the predictions, so it was it's it was it was a day it? out. It was a, it was a game out. Yeah, funny how it's like that after the fact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I believe the stars. I really do. <laughs> anyway, hey, you try. Uh, right. That's the main important thing. Can't all, <laughs> we can't all I be right. Every, I try every week, mate. You know, can't all be right. You know what I mean, Brad? So I someone's got to be wrong, and it's podcast. usually just you. It, it would be a terrible podcast if we all agreed every single week. Like, I think it's terrible anyway, but it would be even worse <laughs> if we agreed every single week. Yeah, but it's just like how often Brad is becoming wrong at this point, and <laughs> yeah. it's just that, it's that's the sad. worrying thing. Yeah, no, last season everything was coming right for me. It was all looking like I was like some kind of you know guru. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think I even predicted that was short the lived on it. Go, yeah, I think the Chiefs were going to go nine. Was it nine and seven this this season? Is that what you predicted? Yeah, yeah. And this, he's, he's supposed to be the optimist as well, Tom, isn't he? I know. I know. I know. We I know. were both in 11 and 5, and he yeah. went 9 and 7. So. I know. And even that, I, I would have revised after this, yeah. this start as well. <laughs> oh, man. Right. It's right, Brad. Don't let it get to you. You keep doing you. I'm allowed, I'm allowed an off-season, aren't I? Yeah, well, I mean, you're not even like a real fan anyway, so... <laughs> You're just an NFL mouthpiece, aren't you? So an NFL mouthpiece. What Stephen A. Smith? One of those. You're just just the mascot. I've got to watch Stephen A. Smith that much because he's 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 such a preacher, isn't he? He's like one of those. um... Let's not end another podcast talking about Stephen A. Smith. Why did you talk about him last time? Yes, we did. Why? I'm a believer. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I not surprised about that? Why, just, why am I not surprised? You probably love Skip Bayless as well, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so just skip, uh, skip. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is the longest outro to a podcast. I know. Can we just <laughs> just kill it? No, no, I don't want to end it. I want it. I only get you, you two guys, for what twice a week. I've got to oh chat God. to you. From one kingdom to chat. another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs> Peace.